slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Lots going on right now. As we mentioned on yesterday's show, the Minnesota Wild have uh, announced that they will be letting go and buying out forward Zach Parisi and defenseman Ryan Suter. And we'll talk about how either one of them, or really how both of them, may fit in with the Islanders. We continue our look at the Islanders roster and uh, how they did during the season, playoffs, and their potential future with the team. And for this one, we take a look at Travis Zajac today. And uh, we also have our Islanders birthday of the day, one of the Islanders' better goal scorers from the early 90s. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question that you'd like answered, a comment to make, or uh, a subject that you'd like us to tackle on the show, feel free to Email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. In addition, you could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest rumors, news, notes, happenings, everything this offseason. From the expansion draft, free agency, the NHL entry draft, all the way to training camp, which, believe it or not, is less than two months away, roughly, from getting started. So, uh, lots to discuss here today. We're going to start with our look at Travis Zajac. And Zajac, you know, came over at the trade deadline uh, in the same deal that gave Kyle Palmieri, brought him to the Islanders. And Zajac played in 13 regular season games, one goal, one assist, a minus one plus minus. You can't say that Zajac was a big part of, uh, you know, helping the team during the regular season. He was a healthy scratch in four or five games, Uh, He had 16 shots on goal in 13 games with the Islanders and was averaging a little over 15 minutes of ice time per game. And the thing about Zajac for most of the regular season was that he could not seem to find his place on 
the Islanders roster. He struggled. He didn't really fit in. They gave him a couple of shifts on that first line to try to see if he would fit in with Matthew Barzal and with Jordan Eberle. Didn't really work there. When injuries hit on the fourth line, they plugged him in to the fourth line. Wasn't the greatest fit there either. Uh, his primary position was in the third line, along with J.G. Pajot. But again, there just didn't seem to really be a place where you could say, yeah, that's, you know, that was the uh, Travis Zajac that we thought we were getting. And look, he's 36 years old. Nobody is expecting 30 goals from Travis Zajac anymore. That's not where he's at at this stage in his career. But his inability to really get, you know, to find a role during the regular season was a big concern for the Islanders. In the playoffs, we saw more from Travis Zajac, even if it didn't always show up in the box score. He only had one goal and one assist in the postseason. Didn't really play until late in the Penguins series, where he played in the final game of that series uh, and had an assist and was a plus two. Had one goal in the playoffs. It came in a win, the clinching win against Boston. But overall, what Zajac gave you in the playoffs was a lot closer to what the Islanders were hoping they would see when they traded for him. And that was, he fit in on the third line, Oliver Wallstrom was injured, and he took over for Wally, and he was able to be consistent in his own zone and pitch in offensively when called upon, uh, was averaging still about somewhere between 15 and 17 minutes a game when there was a regulation game, not an overtime game, uh, could create some offense, was capable of pitching in on the power play, although, you know, didn't really see a lot of time there. But realistically, here's the deal. Uh, the Zajac we saw in the playoffs was certainly acceptable. Certainly, he contributed to the team's success uh, especially in the Boston series, when J.G. Pajot, his center, uh, struggled with an injury in the Tampa Bay series. Zajac was not able to really pick up the slack and provide any offense to counteract that fact. Zajac, I would say it is very unlikely that he's back with the Islanders next year. Is it impossible? No. But he would have to take less money to stay. And I really don't know necessarily, you know, that he would have a major role. Now, again, it may depend on who they lose in the expansion draft, who they bring in, and if anyone in free agency, or if they lose anyone in free agency. Uh, if they can't re-sign Casey Sezikis, could you see them adding Travis Zajac to sort of take over that role? Not the best fit, but it's not outrageous either. Uh, but to me, I would say there's about an 85% chance 
that Travis Zajac is not back on Long Island. And statistically, you know, what would you get from Travis Zajac right now if he's healthy and if he plays, you know, let's say 75 to 80 games, if he plays more or less a complete season? Well, his last uh, couple of years, his last full season where he played 80 games was 2018-2019. Now, remember, he was, you know, 33 that year. He's a lot older now. But 19 goals, 46 points, uh, while averaging a little over 19 minutes a game. If you get that kind of production from him, more power to you. But realistically, I think it's more looking like the 2019-2020 version of Travis Zajac, where he played... 69 games, had 9 goals, and 25 points. I think at this stage in his career, what you get from Zajac is closer to, you know, 10 goals, 25 points over the course of 80 games, let's say. And what you'd have to pay him would be higher than, I think, the value that you'd get back. You get leadership and all that and experience, but I think the Islanders have enough of that elsewhere on the roster that they wouldn't have to worry about Zajac doing it at a higher price. All right, we've got more to discuss. We'll talk about Zach Parise and Ryan Suter and their availability. How would they fit in on the island? We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. And look, there's plenty of other sporting events going on or coming up as baseball heads into the second half of the season and heads toward the pennant races. You got the Olympics starting in a couple of weeks. The NBA Finals are still going on. And of course, uh, NFL training camps open up soon. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On, that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, as we mentioned at the close of yesterday's show, the Minnesota Wild have released or are going to release defenseman Ryan Suter and forward Zach Parise. And look, both of these players have some Lou Lamorello kind of ties, especially Parise, who was originally drafted by the Devils back in 2003. And look, Parise will be 37 later this month, okay? In two weeks, uh, 13 days from today, Zach Parise will be 37 years old. And like Travis Zajac, he is not the same player that he was in his prime. Uh, Good news is, Offensively, he is still productive. Uh, 2018, 2019, 28 goals, 61 points in 74 games. 2019, 2020, the season cut short after 69 games because of COVID. 25 goals, 
46 points. Uh, so again, he has shown the ability to contribute fairly recently. Obviously, he's slowing down. He is not the player he was in his prime. And this past season in 45 games, 7 goals, 18 points. Now, he was a plus 7. That's always uh, nice to see. But, again, get it out of your mind that you're getting the same Zach Parise that we remember from his days in New Jersey where he had, you know, 31 goals. 38 goals, 45 goals, or even early on in his wild career where you could pencil him in for 25 to 30 goals reliably, and he's a good playmaker, and, you know, here's a guy who's capable of being a top six forward. If he's healthy, and if he finds a way to fit into the lineup, I think Zach Parise right now is closer to a 20-goal 40 to 45 point kind of a player. And that would certainly be an upgrade over, you know, what we got more or less from Kyle Palmieri or from Michael Dalcole, again, you know, or Uncle Leo. Statistically, you're going to get more offense from Parise. What you're not going to get at this stage in his career, however, is outstanding defense. At this stage in his career, He is a bit of a liability in his own zone, and that is a concern for Barry Trotz and the Islanders. Now, obviously, Parise would know what is expected of him from a Lou Lamorello slash Barry Trotz kind of a team. He knows the system in that sense. Is he willing to sort of change his playing style a little bit? That remains to be seen. If he is, I wouldn't be shocked if Lou Lamorello makes a few phone calls and sees if he's worth signing. And, and you know, the, the good part about it is if he's released officially by the Wild or bought out by the Wild, you don't have to give Minnesota anything. There's no draft picks trading, uh, you know, trading hands. You don't have to worry about compensating the wild. All you have to worry about is signing uh, Zach Parise, and certainly his family has a history with the Islanders. J.P. Parise, his late father, a big part of the Islanders' 1975 Stanley Cup run, and that may be taken into consideration as far as Parise's willingness to take a few dollars less to come to Long Island Uh, As far as Ryan Suter goes, also uh, 36 years old. He'll turn 37 in January. And not a question of him not being able to play. Uh, 2019-2020, 8 goals, 48 points uh, in 69 games. Last year, played in all 56 games for the Wild, 3 goals, 19 points. Again, the issue with Suter, he's not the player he was in his prime, but, you know, if Nick Letty heads elsewhere, could you replace him with Ryan Suter uh, and have Suter run the power play, uh, one of the two power play units, and and let him be one of those offensive defensemen? Uh, Yeah, maybe. He's a left-handed shot. 
We'll see, you know, how that would fit in with the Islanders. But again, the issue, according to scouts right now, is that Suter is not solid at this stage in his career in his own zone. He's six foot one, two oh five. He he certainly doesn't lack size, but to play on the Islanders, you need to be committed to your own zone. Now, is Nick Letty the best player in his own zone? Hey, by following Twitter, I know most Islander fans get frustrated with him when he's trying to clear the puck out of the Islander zone. So, yeah, there's that. And certainly, Barry Trotz is familiar with Suter from his time in Nashville. So, there are connections with both of these players. I think both of these players could be useful. You know the Islanders and Trotz and Lamarillo prefer veterans to younger guys. Maybe, you know, you sign Ryan Suter to something like a two-year deal or Zach Parise to a two-year deal, and you let Suter sort of mentor a Noah Dobson and let him develop under his tutelage. If they're willing to play defense the way the Islanders require them to play defense. Suter's going to know what's expected of him. So is Parise. The question is, do they still have the willingness and the skill set to play the kind of defense that the Islanders need them to play? If they do, and they're willing to come over to the island for the right price, these could be two short-term solid additions for a team that's in win-now mode. You don't have to give up players or picks. The salary cap hit would probably be relatively reasonable. To me, I think this would be, uh, you know, either one of these players or even both of these players would be good fits on the Islanders if they're willing to pay the price to play Islanders-style hockey. And... I think that it is a real possibility that they may be able to do that. So, we'll keep an eye on the situation. I think, again, both of these players would be good fits overall. And, you know, they would make more sense to me than giving up prospects or picks and paying the the very high salary of a Tarasenko uh, who also may not fit in defensively and has an injury history and other issues. So we'll see what happens, but just putting it out there, these guys are available, they have ties to the coach and the general manager, and they may be good short-term solutions. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. Guys, look, I'm a hockey expert. I am not a car expert, but I know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but not at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they're reliably low, so why pay 30, 40, 50%, or even more, more for the same parts when you can Basically, go to rockauto.com and get them for less. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything, everything you need 
from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get it all in just a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we are going to wish a very happy 58th birthday to former Islanders winger Steve Thomas. Now, here's something that I didn't know before researching this uh, for today's show. Steve Thomas was born in Stockport, England. Uh, played his junior hockey with the Toronto Mar Marlies, uh, the Marlboros, uh, and then made his debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs, his NHL debut, back in 1984-85. Played two full seasons with the Leafs, headed over to Chicago, where he played with the Blackhawks through the 91-92 season, and early that year, he was acquired as part of the Pat LaFontaine deal, came to the island and was an immediate hit. 28 goals, 70 points in 71 games in his first year with the Islanders, and then the numbers went up. 37 goals, 87 points in 1992-93, and in that big playoff run, 9 goals, 17 points in 18 games in the 93 playoffs, and then in 93-94, 42 goals and 75 points. The 42 goals were a career high for Steve Thomas fell off in 94-95, just 11 goals and 26 points during that uh, lockout shortened year in 47 games. Then headed over to the Devils, played in New Jersey for three seasons, then back to Toronto, back to Chicago, and finished up his season with brief stints in Anaheim and Detroit. Overall for Steve Thomas, 1,235 NHL games 421 goals, 933 points, and you add 174 playoff games, 54 goals and 107 points, and uh, a great NHL career, really, for Steve Thomas, and he had some great games with the New York Islanders. We're going to look at one of his better ones, April 15th. 1992 at the Nassau Coliseum, the guest team, the New Jersey Devils, and Chris Terreri gets the start for the Devils, Glenn Healy is the Islanders goaltender, and this one was a, a good game for the Islanders, Adam Creighton gets the only goal of the first period, his 21st, Mick Vakoda, Scott Lachance with the assist at 317, one nothing Islanders after one, but in the second period, the Islanders broke it open. Steve Thomas, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his 27th, Tom Kerbers and Daniel Marawa with the helpers at 9.30 of the second, 2 nothing Islanders. Ray Ferraro gets a milestone goal, his 40th, Daniel Marawa and Steve Thomas, our Islanders' birthday of the day with the assist at 15.40, 3-0 Islanders. Then Benoit Hogue says, I need to reach a milestone goal, too. He gets his 30th, Pat Flatley and Ray Ferraro with the assisted 18-12. 4 nothing Islanders. 18 seconds later, Steve Thomas, his 28th, Daniel Marwa and Jeff Finley with the assists at 18-30. At the end of two periods, 5 nothing Islanders. But the Islanders 
and Steve Thomas, they weren't done. In the third period, Thomas gets his hat-trick goal of this game, his 29th of the year. Scott Lachance and Pierre Turgeon with the helpers. And then with a minute 16 left, Thomas gets his fourth goal of the game. Turgeon and Riki with the assist. That was his 30th goal of the year. Islanders skate away with a 7-0 win. Chris Terreri gave up the first five, was replaced by Martin Brodeur, who gave up the last two. For Glenn Healy, a 22-save shutout. But for Steve Thomas, four goals, one assist, a plus five, and yes, nine shots on goal for Steve Thomas in this contest. Three assists for Daniel Marois uh, in this game, and two assists for Pierre Turgeon. Overall, the Islanders win by a touchdown. Final score in this one was 7 to nothing. but a magical five-point night for Steve Thomas. And boy, you know, he really did know how to put the puck in the net and contribute offensively. So happy 58th birthday to Steve Thomas and many, many happy more. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, uh, we will continue our look at all the Islanders players, their contributions to this season and the playoffs, and of course, a look ahead at their future with the team. We'll look at Uncle Leo tomorrow. Leo Komarov uh, will be our focus. We'll also have the latest rumors and, and notes about free agency, about the expansion draft and the NHL entry draft, so make sure you join us for that. Don't forget, Islander fans, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, with another show. Make sure you join us for that. Subscribe, and it'll be waiting in your inbox uh, whenever a new episode drops. But again, Uh, Monday through Friday, new shows every day this month. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.